You perhaps realise by now that this uh, service is entitled The Light of the World. And although the promises tie in very nicely with here, um, just a word or two about a few lights. Light is so important to us. It's a fundamental part of our life, isn't it? Um, even going to things like lighthouses, which warn the shipping. Traffic lights, which instruct the traffic and help the people walking. Christmas and birthday lights helping us celebrate. And so we could go on. Beacons, I believe there are one or two beacons going to be lit next weekend. So it's something perhaps we take for granted and yet we sorely miss it when it isn't there. Particularly now we're a week into winter, I suppose, and it's a bit sad. I had to put the light on last night at 4.30. So as we walk into our homes when it's dark, our first action is probably to flick the nearest light switch and this tends to make us feel much more comfortable when the light comes on rather than in the darkness. Much can be hidden in the darkness. So these opening thoughts perhaps refer to everyday life, but they could also be making reference to the Christian faith. Following Christ is all about walking in the light and trusting in God's light. It's about discovering the light of God's word and about taking God's light into the world. And it is this light and its effect on our lives and on the lives of others that we think of today. A text is taken from the Gospel of St. John, not one of the readings we took, but St. John chapter 8, 12. Jesus spoke to the Pharisees, I am the light of the world, he said. Whoever follows me will have the light of life and will never walk in darkness. Yet another promise. Light is the common bond that binds our readings today. In Ephesians, we heard about the bringing light, everything into the light. We're told that when all things are brought out into the light, then their true nature is clearly revealed. On the other hand, in Exodus, we were told how the Israelites had a pillar of fire at night to light their way during their journey to Egypt. And so we turn to the promise that Jesus made in the text, the promise that those who follow him will never, never walk in darkness. Let's first of all take a journey back through the years and then move forwards and discover how reassuring walking in the light of God is. So God's light brings the past to life. How often have we heard it said of some historical fact? Well, it's all very interesting, but really, is it relevant today? History is seen by some as having run its course and reality is probably best forgotten about. Yes, how often the mysteries and problems of the modern day unraveled and solved by turning back the years and delving into the past. We're perhaps looking very much into the past at the moment with the hundred years since the end of the, the First World War and perhaps begin to wonder what's changed and what have we learned? 
The Bible presents a historical account that can't be escaped from, but it's an account that lives in a wonderful way. The skeptics might feel that they have a case to offer when they suggest that it's so outdated it can't possibly have lessons to offer to today's society. But in doing this, they are denying the life that is breathed into the creation at the very beginning and poured forth with future promise in the book of Revelations at the end. And of course, in between, we come across characters who both intrigue and shock us. Characters who have all their similarities to, to modern days that we know. From the arrogant and the greedy, to the faithful, sympathetic, helpfully understanding, the poor and the ailing. The wonderful thing about God's light is that it cannot be extinguished, however hard one tries. But because of this, it directly links the concept of history with the modern day Christian and beyond. We could be reminded of the everlasting flame lit beside the grave of President John Kennedy in America. It burns there as a constant reminder that God's love cannot be put out. Which keeps popping up into my mind, a more frivolous one is the candles we used to have, I don't think you can get them now, on the birthday cake and the children would blow them out and it relit. You couldn't put it out unless you did something a bit more drastic. So God's love cannot be put out. And we know that the Christian faith we have and take to share with others is a tried and tested faith. It stood up through so many oppressions and attacks. We need to remember this when the relevance of our faith is questioned. We need to recall that many have tried to extinguish the light, but none have succeeded. We could go back way back to the early days of, of the apostles and to the Romans when the Christians were fed to the lions, but their faith was not quenched. In our times, back the late 1960s, the missionaries had to withdraw from China because of the persecution of the religion and religion entered a very violent phase with the cultural revolution. But years later, when the Westerners were allowed into China, they found that the number of Christians had grown beyond measure, despite the persecution and continued discrimination by the common state. How amazing. So we move on from history, assured of its strength and lasting influence, and come to the here and now. How does God's light reveal the truth of the present? We know that one of the great things about light is that it enables us to see what is there before us. It reveals. Maybe you have stood in the early morning mist in some beauty place, wondering what you're surrounded by. Unknown to you, perhaps just a few steps away, are some of the wonders of nature that are breathtaking. Then, as the sun begins to rise and gain in power and warmth, the mist disperses and gradually these wonders are revealed. And you can see them in their full color and majesty and glory. Or maybe, 
you arrive, you've gone on holiday, invariably it's a night flight, and you arrive in the darkness, you're whisked off to your hotel in a coach, no idea where you are, you have a good night's sleep, and then you open the curtains, and lo and behold, there's blue sky, the Mediterranean, maybe the Alps, a beautiful panorama before you, which was there but you didn't know. Such experiences can be quite awesome. And despite the glory and the wonder that it's suddenly seen, it should be remembered that these were there all the time. They didn't suddenly and magically materialize, but because of the mist or the dark, we weren't aware of it. The truth that is of God is similarly around us and there all the time, although perhaps we so often fail to see what is actually there. We need the light of God to shine out and to reveal the truth to us. However, it's a sad fact that even when the truth of something is clearly revealed and stares us in the face, there are many occasions when this truth isn't recognised. God is constantly with us in the most unlikely situations, but we fail to see him and we fail to acknowledge him. Often we see what we want to see and not what is actually there. We see what suits us, what fits our mood at that particular moment in time. However, like the view, God's truth doesn't go away. It remains there, challenging and questioning, and we can't escape from it. The truth ultimately catches up with us and confronts us. And so we need to walk in the light of God, accepting what he puts before us and taking on board his challenges. We could be mindful of the words of one of Wesley's hymns, God did in Christ himself reveal to chase our darkness by his light. Our sig and ignorance dispel, direct our wandering feet aright. How does God's light point us forward to the future? So finally, we turn forward. We heard in the Old Testament lesson how God provided a pillar of fire to go before the children, lighting the way and acting as a source of guidance and reassurance. We can recall another very famous light that led the wise men from eastern countries to a stable in Bethlehem. These lights not only revealed, but also acted as a clear signpost pointing the way. They went ahead and encouraged those who were following to have faith and continue on their journey, knowing that God would protect and watch over them. The children of Israel were fleeing from the bondage of Egypt, but in so doing, venturing completely into the unknown, journeying through vast wastes of inhospitable territory to reach the promised land. The wise men were traveling to unknown lands, drawn by a star in the sky, being propelled by the inner compulsion that they had to go. What of us today? It's unlikely, but you never know, that God is asking us to journey to unknown lands. 
or to risk life and limb. Perhaps it's more likely that he is drawing us forward into a future littered with new and exciting challenges. We can be so bogged down with the dreadful news and events, etc., that happened today. But if we let him, he will lead us forward. We've been having the pilgrim groups here, the alpha groups. What next? All of this is leading us forward. He wants us to journey forwards into that future. He wants us to look forward with hope and anticipation. And he lights the way for us to go forward, just as he did for the wise men, just as he did for the children of Israel on their long and promised journey to the promised land. To follow God is to walk in the light. It is to make what has gone before meaningful. It is to work with the truth. And it is look, to look forward with fresh hope and optimism. Whoever follows me, said Jesus, will have the light of life and will never walk in darkness. Amen.